Welcome to this Pure Voice activity. To access the entire activity, including supporting material, go to www.purevoice.com forward slash KJE. This activity is supported by an educational grant from Replimune Incorporated. Welcome to this Pure Voice activity on intratumoral oncolytic immunotherapies for skin cancer. This activity comprises two presentations featuring Dr. Michael Wong. At any time during this presentation, you may download supporting materials and share this activity with colleagues. Hello, this is Dr. Michael Wong. I'm a professor in melanoma and skin cancer at the MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas. Welcome to this activity discussing oncolytic immunotherapy for skin cancer. During this presentation, I will address the rationale of this therapeutic approach, its benefits and challenges, and some technical and practical considerations regarding its application. What are the advantages of intratumoral oncolytic therapy and why use it and when should we use it? We are all familiar with the uh, systemic chemotherapy side effects. It has a low therapeutic index and its high toxicity means that we have to pick our patients very carefully. Immune checkpoint inhibitors are now globally and universally used in medical oncology. And thus, we are very familiar with the potential for autoimmune toxicity, some of which can be severe, potentially life-threatening, and life-altering. Intratumor oncolytic therapy has advantage of a high therapeutic index. Outside of local interactions and events at the injection site, you will see that there is very little systemic autoimmune toxicity associated with this. So therefore, in those patients who have the proper context that is in transit disease or readily accessible injectable lesions, uh, these would be a consideration. This is particularly important also in patients who are uh, deemed to be potentially intolerant of any side effect of immune checkpoint inhibitors uh, or uh, who have issues which preclude the use of uh, uh, immune checkpoint inhibitors. These are patients that uh, a thoughtful uh, uh, decision should be made about intratumoral oncolytic therapy. The mechanism of action of oncolytic therapy resides within the characteristics of the oncolytic virus and its interaction with healthy and tumor neoplastic cells. Within the former, healthy cells are able to survive the oncolytic effects and escape unscathed and undamaged. However, tumor cells undergo tumor cell lysis and apoptosis as a result of induction of viral proteins within it. It also has a halo effect of affecting adjacent neighboring tumor cells, thereby propagating the response within the tumor. The mechanism of action of oncolytic immunotherapy differs significantly from that of immune checkpoint inhibitors. The induction of oncolytic viruses within the tumor results in tumor cell death and shedding of tumor antigens, which can induce a novel anti-tumor response. Multiple pathways are also activated. That results in activation of multiple cells that can come to the site and activate a novel immune response, including macrophages, NK cells, and lymphocytes. There are biologic and clinical advantages as well as limitations to oncolytic therapy. Oncolytic therapy has the advantage of a high therapeutic index, low systemic uh, 
exposure. It plays well with other therapies and therefore allows for uh, multiple synergistic combinations. There's a dual mode of action with direct oncolysis at the site and also induction of a anti-tumor immune response. It has alternative mechanism of action, which does not overlap with that of immune checkpoint inhibitors and thereby uh, has advantage of perhaps overcoming some of the issues with uh, these uh, immune checkpoint inhibitors. Limitations include primary resistance of cancer cells, induction of an antiviral immune response within the host, and uh, there is limited systemic response outside the site of injection. There are special considerations in the storage preparation and dosing of oncolytic immunotherapy. Within the pharmacy, you must have storage with minus 80 refrigeration. These are live viruses and therefore require special handling and biosafety cabinet. Importantly, dosing is dependent on the size and volume of the uh, uh, tumor. And therefore, this information has to be gathered by the primary care team and transmitted to the uh, preparing pharmacy. Oncolytic immunotherapy has practicals and considerations which may differ from conventional uh, standard of care. Injection requires direct access to tumor site and manual administration. Lesions may not be palpable or may regress to a size that's not detectable. This is something you want, but you must be prepared for this. Although we inject by palpation, bedside ultrasound can help guide injections if needed. Technical training is required for optimal delivery. You don't need technical devices, but there's a technique to the delivery. It can be administered by uh, non-physicians, such as nurse practitioners or physician assistants. Injection uh, requires that we deliver the, the injectate directly into the tumor. There are a variety of techniques to do so, but the most important concept is to distribute the volume of the injectate as broadly as possible within the cancer lesion. One is to divide the tumor into quadrants and to, to make sure that we inject in each quadrant. Another technique is the fanning technique where with one puncture, you inject as you withdraw uh, partially, not all the way, but uh, reintroduce the needle and inject again in a fanning-like uh, pattern as you deliver the dose into the tumor proper. What do you do after injection? There are some practical issues. The site should be wiped with alcohol prior to injection and after bandages placed. The site of injection should be covered with dry gauze and an occlusive dressing. You have to dispose of all dressing and uh, contact material into the proper biohazard uh, receptacle. It should not be left lying around. The occlusive dressing should be maintained for five to seven days and kept dry. And we always provide patients with extra bandages in case replacement needed. And of course, the most important thing is education about how to handle uh, dressing and uh, avoidance of uh, contact with susceptible uh, uh, caregivers. And if there's an issue, uh, a cyclovir can be used for accidental exposure in high-risk patients, and this is something that can be uh, educated both to the patient and to the patient's uh, medical caregivers as necessary. We point out that pregnant women and immunosuppressed individuals should avoid contact with the patient 
for seven days post-injection. In summary, oncolytic immunotherapy is a therapeutic approach that allows administration of immunotherapy agents directly into the tumor site. Advantages of this include a high therapeutic index and reduced risk of immune-related adverse events due to low systemic activation of autoimmunity. A limitation of oncolytic immunotherapy is a limited systemic response outside the site of injection. There are special considerations regarding the preparation, dosing, and administration of oncolytic immunotherapy. However, with appropriate training, this can be administered by non-physician extenders such as nurse practitioners or physician assistants. I thank you for watching this program. Please join me at the next session where I will discuss approved and emerging oncolytic immunotherapies for skin cancer. Hello, this is Dr. Michael Wong. I am professor in medical oncology and skin cancer at the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, Texas. Welcome to this activity discussing approved and emerging oncolytic immunotherapies for skin cancer. Oncolytic immunotherapy in skin cancer is an emerging area and there are multiple candidates uh, which are therapeutic agents in this space. Herpes virus is the most commonly investigated candidate for oncolytic immunotherapy in skin cancers. Its characteristics include selective viral replication, low toxicity and virulence, and availability of effective anti-herpes medication in case of undesired spread. OPTIM is the acronym for the phase three randomized clinical trial comparing intratumoral TVEC versus subcutaneous GMCSF in patients with unresectable melanoma. The vast majority of these patients have accessible lesions such as stage 3B and C or M1As and a very small percentage, 4% to be exact, of M1Bs and M1Cs respectively in this group. The waterfall plot shows that the vast majority of patients achieve some sort of response and that there's durability uh, in these responses. There is a dearth of high-grade toxicities within the TVAC injection arm in the OPTIM clinical trial. Fatigue, chills, pyrexia, and nausea are the top four overall uh, toxic, adverse events and toxicities seen. High-grade toxicities uh, are low in percentage at 1.7 for fatigue and 1.7 likewise for vomiting. The efficacy of TVEC led to the uh, Master Key 265 clinical trial in which TVEC was combined with pembrolizumab. The initial pilot phase 1b part of the study showed a very promising response rate approaching 50% for this combination. And this led to a head-to-head -head comparison uh, trial in which TVEC uh, was uh, combined with pembrolizumab and compared to placebo combined, to, uh, combined with pembrolizumab. The distribution of patients within this study are shown here and importantly uh, show that 13.9% uh, 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 of patients uh, were staged as stage 4 N1B and 41.9% of these patients uh, had uh, a stage 4 N1C disease. This trial was a negative study and did not show a statistically significant uh, progression-free survival or overall survival between uh, these two groups. Uh, and one of the explanations for this is the substantially different patient population between this study, 
uh, with larger numbers of patients in the more advanced uh, stage 4M1B and 4M1C uh, compared to the original OPTIM study. Oncolytic immunotherapy is an emerging area in medical oncology and particularly so in non-melanoma skin cancer with the recent recognition that these cancer histologies are sensitive to immunotherapy. There is a dominance of studies within the cutaneous squamous cell carcinoma arena, uh, but there's extension of studies into other histologies such as basal cell carcinoma and also Merkel cell carcinoma. IGNITE is a phase one, two study of RP1, which is a herpes-based alkalytic uh, uh, immunotherapy virus and given in combination with nivolumab. Treatment schema is reminiscent of, of TVAC with initial first dose of RP1 followed two weeks later with the combination of RP1 plus nivolumab for cycle two through to eight, after which uh, maintenance nivolumab is given. I should point out that there is a second ongoing accruing cohort of non-melanoma uh, skin cancers, uh, which uh, studies uh, Merkel cell carcinoma, cutaneous squamous cell, as well as basal cell carcinoma. The first 91 evaluable patients on the phase 1B portion of IGNITE have reported out at ASCO 2023. Uh, point out that these are preliminary studies with small number of patients and therefore conclusions have to be exploratory and hypothesis generating. I point out the uh, group of 32 patients who have had prior adjuvant anti-PD-1 therapy and who have failed and recurred uh, with uh, active disease. These patients show response rate of 50.0%. 32 patients had exposure to both checkpoint inhibitors uh, anti-PD-1 and anti-CTLA-4, and we acknowledge that these are difficult patients to treat at the best of times. Their response rate is 34.4. The safety profile for the 91 evaluable patients on the phase 1B portion of the IGNET clinical trial was reported out at ASCO 2023. They show a, uh, a very low percentage of grade 3, grade 4 toxicities uh, the dominant one being 2.2% fatigue and 1.1% diarrhea. Chills, fatigue, pyrexia, and nausea are the top four uh, adverse events reported in this trial and are predominantly grade one and grade two. The phase one and 2A study of T3011 was also reported out at ASCO 2023. This was given as monotherapy or in combination of pembrolizumab in those patients progressing uh, after standard of care therapy or unlikely to uh, benefit from standard of care therapy. T3011 is a recombinant herpes-based oncolytic virus, but the payload here differs in that it uh, contains both IL-12 and an anti-human uh, PD-1 antibody. These uh, uh, oncolytic therapies are delivered directly by injection into the tumor. The outcomes and safety profile for the phase 1 2A study of T3011 was reported at ASCO 2023. There is a signal for efficacy, and importantly, no dose limiting toxicity is reported, and uh, the uh, authors concluded that both T3011 
uh, intratumoral monotherapy and in combination with pembrolizumab were safe and tolerable. This study is ongoing. In summary, TVEC is currently the only FDA-approved oncolytic immunotherapy for patients with unresectable metastatic melanoma lesions. The combination of TVEC with immune checkpoint inhibitors have not thus far produced positive results. However, this is an area of intense research and several trials are uh, producing encouraging results. This field is evolving quickly. As the platforms continue to evolve and improve, it is critical to identify the right patient for these ongoing clinical trials. Thank you for watching. This has been an activity published by Peer Voice.